Truly in His presence there is fullness of joy, is there not? Fullness of joy. Oh, there's something about the presence of God, the, the tangible presence of God when He's in a place. It, it, you, ju- you just melt. It's like your intimacy level with Him. It's like it just skyrockets. Intimacy with Him. Intimacy with Him. Hallelujah. Well, today I want, I kind of want to go into 1 Kings 18. I want to talk about the account in 1 Kings 18 where Elijah the prophet had a showdown with the false prophets of Baal on Mount Carmel. There's something about this that God wants to get across to us, and I believe there's going to be an impartation today of some things. So I have entitled this message, surprise, surprise, we sang the song, The Fire of God. The Fire of God. 1 Kings 18, let's look at uh, verses 17 through 25 to kick this off. Whew. says, then it happened when Ahab saw, saw Elijah, that Ahab said to him, is that you, O troubler of Israel? And he answered, I have not troubled Israel, but you and your father's house have, in that you have forsaken the commandments of the Lord and have followed the Baals, or the idols. Now therefore, send and gather all Israel to me on Mount Carmel, the 450 prophets of Baal, the 400 prophets of Asherah, who eat at Jezebel's table. So Ahab sent for all the children of Israel and gathered the prophets together on Mount Carmel. And Elijah came to all the people and said, How long will you falter between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, follow him. But the people answered not a word. Then Elijah said to the people, I alone am left a prophet of the Lord, but Baal's prophets are 450 men. Therefore, let them give us two bulls, and let them choose one bull for themselves. Cut it in pieces, and lay it, lay it on the wood, but put no fire under it. And I will prepare the other bull, and lay it on wood, but put no fire under it. Then you call on the name of your gods, and I will call on the name of the Lord. And the God who answers by fire, he is God. So all the people answered and said, it is well spoken. Now Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, choose one bull for yourselves and prepare it first. For you are many, and call on the name of your God, but put no fire under it. Oh, there's something to this. Ahab was a king in Israel, and Jezebel was his wife. They were an evil husband and wife combination. They were Baal worshipers. Now, Baal was an idol at that time in Israel, and they were worshiping Baal. Now, earlier, if you were to go back in chapter 18 a little earlier, you'll find out that Jezebel killed some prophets of the Lord. Now listen, Jezebel, the spirit of Jezebel, hates God's prophets. The spirit of Jezebel wants to silence the prophetic voice on this earth today. So Jezebel killed some prophets of the Lord. How many of you know God was not about to let that go unpunished? 
In verse 17, Ahab calls Elijah a troubler because there was a drought in the land. So Elijah comes to Ahab, and Ahab says, you troubler, thinking that Elijah is the one who caused this. But Elijah sets the record straight by telling Ahab that the drought was the result of Ahab and Jezebel's idolatry and disobedience to the Lord. In verse 19, Elijah is calling for a showdown against the evil false prophets. He tells Ahab to send 450 prophets of Baal to Mount Carmel. I want to tell you right now that you plus God is a majority. I said he is a majority. No matter how many false prophets, no, many, no matter how many demons, no matter the severity of the sickness or disease in your body, you plus God is a majority in any situation. Hallelujah. When dealing in the kingdom of God, when dealing with the kingdom of God and spiritual things in the kingdom, listen, natural reasoning must be tossed out the window. Natural reasoning got to go. Because listen to me, faith has nothing to do with human reasoning. Did you know that? I mean, come on, people, listen to this. Think about some of the passages and accounts in the Word of God that are totally against human reasoning. How about when Elijah told the poor widow who had just enough food for her and her son who was dying just for one more meal? And Elijah the prophet comes in and says, make a cake for me. Now, is it, I mean, hello, Elijah, don't you know this is their last meal? He says, make it for me. That, that, that's crazy in the natural, but I'll tell you right now, she was blessed for it, and she never act, lacked oil again. She never lacked food again. How about tithes and offerings? But God, I've got bills to pay. And, but the Lord says, try me now in this, if I will not open to you the windows of heaven and pour you out such a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. But God, I got bills to pay. God says, try me. It's totally against human reasoning. Oh, my. And the list goes on and on. Gideon, who had a huge army. God, uh, 20, what, 24,000, something like that. God whittled it down to 300. And they still won. You plus God's the majority. Now, I believe that God asks, asks us and requires us to do these things that seem so contrary to the human reasoning to prove to him that we're putting him in the priority seat of our life. Are you hearing me? He's saying, do you really, if you really trust me, you're going to be radical enough to do something that's going to be a stumbling block to your natural mind. Oh, my. That is called faith. That is true faith in God. When you obey him, even when it doesn't make sense to your natural mind. See, true faith always involves corresponding action. Doesn't it? True faith always involves corresponding action. The Bible says in James that faith without works is dead. 
I don't know about you, but I want living faith. Amen? I want living faith. So all the children of Israel gathered together on Mount Carmel with Elijah and the false prophets. Elijah was fed up with the evil that was becoming so prevalent in Israel. He had a righteous anger on the inside of him. You see, anger is not sin. Did you know that? The Bible says be angry and sin not. See, there is a righteous anger. Elijah had it. I believe that was from the Holy Ghost on him. Amen? Elijah asked the children of Israel this. He said, how long will you falter between two opinions? And then he goes on to say, if the Lord is God, follow him. If Baal is, you go ahead and follow him. The people would go back and forth between worshiping God and worshiping Baal. How many of you know a lot of us Christians, we go back and forth from worshiping God, then we worship the world. We worship God, we worship money. We worship, yeah, I mean, I'm just saying it in just plain day language right now, amen? Elijah was saying that they must follow the Lord wholeheartedly or not at all. Go to Revelation chapter 3. I want to show you something here. Revelation chapter 3 verse 15 Hallelujah. Revelation 3, 15 and 16 says this. Jesus says this. I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were cold or hot. So then because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. That's pretty strong. See, lukewarmness in the life of a Christian is nothing more than dead religion. And it doesn't even have the power to move a fly. Are you hearing me? Lukewarmness is dead religion. Being cold is no religion. Being hot is having pure and undefiled religion. Are you hearing me? See, as Christians, we are called to be sold out for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Sold out 100%. That's entry-level Christianity. That's entry-level. That's Christianity 101. So we need to take a spiritual in inventory of our life. Are you lukewarm, hot, or cold? So Elijah challenges the 450 prophets of Baal. He tells them to make an altar and to put a bowl on it and to begin calling upon their God to send fire to consume their sacrifice. And Elijah says, I'll do the same. And whoever answers, either the God that I serve or the God that you're serving, whoever answers, he is Lord. He is God. I feel the anointing of the Holy Spirit on this today. We are in a time where the false gods of this world and the counterfeits of the devil are going to be put to shame. I believe we, oh hallelujah, we will be seeing power encounters like this on the, or on the earth soon. Just like in the days of Elijah. Just like that song, the days of Elijah. I believe we're going to see power encounters like this. Where there's a head-on collision with the forces of darkness and God. Are you hearing me? 
I can hear the Holy Spirit telling us right now to stand up and be bold to proclaim the power of God. Be bold to use the name of Jesus and the power of God will show up. Boldness, I have a sermon that I did back in 2005. Boldness, the missing ingredient. Hallelujah. Go to 1 Kings 18, 26 through verse 29. It says, so they took the bull which was given them and they prepared it and called on the name of Baal from morning and evening till noon, saying, oh Baal, hear us. But there was no voice. No one answered. Then they leaped about the altar which they had made. And so it was at noon that Elijah mocked them and said, Cry aloud, for he is a God. Either he is meditating, or he is busy, come on now, or he is on a journey, or perhaps he's sleeping and must be awakened. So they cried aloud and cut themselves, as was their custom, with knives and lances until the blood gushed out on them. See, that's why I believe people who are cutters, that's demonic. People who cut themselves. You know, you ever see someone, they, they cut themselves because the pain, and that's demonic. That is demonic. Verse 29, and when midday was passed, they prophesied until the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice. But there was no voice. No one answered. No one paid attention. The false prophets began to cry out to their false god. There was no answer. This went on for about six hours, people. Six hours. How many people have made money their God? Have made something else their God other than God? But there's no answer. There's no power to save in it. Only the true and living God is your answer. Are you hearing me? At noon, Elijah, I love it, he began to mock them. Is he meditating? Is he on a journey? Or perhaps he's sleeping or be awakened. One version of the Bible says perhaps he's on the toilet. <laughs> one, one Bible, I, I don't know if it's a New Living Translation, it says something like that. <laughs> the false prophets began to cut themselves. They were desperate to try and move their false god to answer their request. But Elijah was confident in the Lord in this situation. He knew that his God was going to show up. Guys, I'm telling you, we must expect the fire of God to fall when we're ministering in the name of Jesus. If we're not expecting it, what are we doing? You are a minister, a preacher of the gospel. I don't care if you're not paid full time on staff uh, in the ministry. Are you hearing me? You are a preacher of the gospel. And from this day forward, you here, you listening to me on the radio and internet around the world, next time you talk to someone about Jesus, I want you to expect the fire of God to fall on those people. Oh, hallelujah. Just like when the apostles were preaching the word, they were just sitting there witnessing to someone. And it says, the Holy Ghost fell on them as they were speaking. Believe for it. Believe that the Holy Ghost is just going to fall on people as you're talking to them about Jesus. Hallelujah. Go to 1 Kings 18, 30 through 35. Then Elijah said to all the people, come near to me. 
So all the people came near to him. And he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. Repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. We need to repair some altars, people, that have been broken down in this, in this society. And Elijah took 12 stones according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob, to whom the word of the Lord had come, saying, Israel shall be your name. Then with the stones he built an altar in the name of the Lord. And he made a trench around the altar large enough to hold two seas of seed. And he put the wood in order, cut the bull in pieces, and laid it on the wood, and said, Fill four water pots with water, and pour it on the burnt sacrifice on the wood. Then he said, Do it a second time. And they did it a second time. And he said, Do it a third time. And they did it a third time. So the water ran all around the altar, and he also filled the trench with water. Oh, what a beautiful picture here. I want you to notice that Elijah built, he rebuilt an altar, and he built a new altar to the Lord. He didn't use the altar of Baal. It was separate. Come out from among the world and be ye separate, says the Lord. Sound familiar? It's time for us as Christians in our personal lives to rebuild the altars of worship and sacrifice to God. Think about this. Rebuild that altar that's broken down. Maybe you've strayed away from the Lord. Maybe you feel dry in your Christian walk. Rebuild the altars of worship and sacrifice to God in your life. Elijah put a bull on the altar. He put water all around it. This was going to be a no-so experience for the people of Israel. Are you hearing me? There would be no question that this was going to be, that this was not going to be the true and living God that answered. Douse this thing with water. Put water around this altar. Oh, hallelujah. Elijah put a bull on the altar, but under the new covenant, we're supposed to put ourselves on the altar. Oh, my some of you are getting it now. Go to Romans chapter 12. Hallelujah. What a beautiful picture. What a beautiful picture here. Listen to this. Romans 12, 1 and 2. I beseech you therefore, brethren, Christians, by the mercies of God, here it is, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We are to present our bodies, ourselves, everything we are, as a living sacrifice to God. Put yourself on the altar today. Settle it in your heart now to devote yourself completely to the will of God. Put yourself on the altar I'm going somewhere with this. How many of you know or how many of you want the fire of God upon your life? You must put yourself on the altar for the fire to come. You've got to put yourself on the altar for the fire to come. It requires humility. It requires sacrifice. See, you can't 
You can't have half of yourself on the altar and the other half on the world. Like this. You, just, you can't have half of yourself on the altar and then the other half is just touching the world. It just won't do. It won't do. It's all or nothing if you want the fire of God to be on your life. Look at 1 Kings 18, 36 through 40 now. And it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known this day that you are God in Israel and I am your servant and that I have done all these things at your word. Hear me, O Lord, hear me. That this people may know that you are the Lord God. And that you have turned their hearts back again to you. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice. And the wood and the stones and the dust. And it licked up the water that was in the trench. Everything was consumed that was on the altar and around it. Now when all the people saw it. They fell on their faces and they said, The Lord, He is God. The Lord, He is God. And Elijah said to them, Seize the prophets of Baal. Do not let one of them escape. So they seized them and Elijah brought them down to the brook Kishon and executed them there. Woo! God answered and consumed the sacrifice. The stones even, the dust, nothing was left. When the fire comes, there's no more bull. When the fire of God comes out on your life, the bull is consumed. Ha. Ah. When the people seen the fire fall, they fell on their faces and said, The Lord, He is God. The Lord, He is God. When there is fire, the smoke goes up. When the fire of God falls in your life, it will turn you upward. It will turn you Godward. How do you know when you have the fire? You're looking up. You're seeking the Lord with all your heart. The fire of God stirs a hunger and passion to seek God with all your heart. And if you don't have that, you don't have the fire right now. You need to put yourself on the altar. Whatever it is, whatever idol you're holding on to, put it on the altar. What is it that's hindering your walk with the Lord today? Put it on the altar. And let the fire consume it. Hallelujah. I want to say this. The fire of God never misses the altar. The fire of God never misses its target. The fire will always fall on the altar. We must build the altar of worship and sacrifice. We must position ourselves on the altar. The fire of God never misses its target. Never misses the altar. When you lay yourself on the altar, when you lay whatever it is on the altar, the fire will come. What is the altar? Daily take up your cross and follow Jesus. Be willing to be unpopular in the world's eyes. 
Be willing to be a part of the radical remnant that's being raised up on this earth, the body of Christ. Do you want the fire of God in your life? Tear down and destroy the worldly altars in your life and build an altar of sacrifice and worship to God. And I guarantee you, the fire of God will fall on you and you will know it and it will change your life. Jesus said this, and I close with this. He said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Let's stand up in this place today. Fire, ooh, I feel the fire of God. Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Maybe there's someone in here today. You're in this place. You're listening to me on the radio and internet. You've never made Jesus Lord of your life. If you're in this place, I want you to come forward to give Jesus your life. Make him Lord of your life today. Today is the day of salvation. Those listening to me on the radio and internet, say, Jesus, I make you Lord of my life. I believe you're the Son of God. You shed your blood for me. You died, you were buried, and you rose from the dead. Jesus, you are Lord. Anyone in here who's never made Jesus Lord of your life, come forward today. I want to pray with you to get a new birthday, the new birth experience. Become born again. Now, maybe there's someone you, you strayed from the Lord. You strayed from the Lord, and frankly, you've held on to some idols in your life. Yes, Lord, that's it. Anybody who wants the fire of God on your life, come to the altar. This is just symbolic. Just come to the altar and seek the Lord yourself. Seek the Lord yourself. It's an act of faith. It's just a simple act of faith that you're laying everything on the line. Don't just do it because everyone else is. Mean it. Lay your life on the altar. Let the fire come. Let the fire consume everything. Let the fire come and purify your life. Oh, God, we praise you. And if you've never received the Holy Spirit baptism, just repeat after me. Heavenly Father, baptize me with your Holy Spirit. You said you would give me the Holy Spirit if I asked. Now baptize me with your Holy Spirit. Simple, simple. It's as simple as that. Hallelujah. Lift your hands to the Lord. And that thing, the Holy Spirit bringing some things to your remembrance now. There's some things that you know are altered, that, that are uh, idols in your life. I want you just speak them out. Whisper them. Not everyone needs to know. Just whisper them to the Lord now and tell them. Say, Lord, I lay these things on the altar and name them. Hallelujah. fire would fall on each one at the altar right now. Let your fire fall on that one listening on the radio. Let your fire fall on that one listening on the internet right now. In the name of Jesus. God, saturate them with your anointing. Saturate them with your presence. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah.
Lord, how to build the altars. Teach us how to build your altars, Lord, in the name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, God. We want to build your altars, altars that are pleasing to you. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Oh, I hear favor, favor for those who lay it down, those who lay themselves, lay all the idols on the altar. Favor's coming. Breakthrough's coming. Breakthrough's coming. Hallelujah. Could be so sweet. Lay your time on the altar. Lay your time. What do I mean by that? Get into the Word of God. Spend time in prayer. Lay your time on the altar. Hallelujah. It's only by the power of the cross. Obey the simple instructions of the Lord that would make your mind try to stumble. Just simply obey them. And watch and see what the Lord does in your life. Oh, hallelujah. There is the holy anointing is flowing up here. Jesus, we praise you. Simple, simple obedience. Simple obedience. Simple obedience is the key. The Lord's asking something to do something that don't make sense. You're fighting it. You're fighting it. The Lord's asking you to do something. He's been dealing with you about it. Someone in here. It's been on your heart and you've been fighting it. And he says, do it. This is the very thing that's going to pull you out of the pit. Do it. I know it doesn't make sense in your natural mind. Do it. Take the step. Step out of the water like Peter did. Just step out and watch me work, says the Lord. Watch me work, says the Lord. Whoa. You're trying too many things in the natural. God says, now give me your time. Give me your time and watch what I do with, with your situation. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I just keep hearing it. Give me your time. Give me your time. Give me your time. Give me your heart. Give me your time. Give me your heart. Hallelujah. from the Lord are going to be given unto us. Crazy. Crazy to our natural mind. Oh, but it's our stepping stone to more glory. It's our stepping stone to more glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, boy. The Lord says this in Proverbs. Honor me with your substance. Honor me with your substance. Oh, my. And God will honor you. Oh, my goodness. He will not forsake you if you will simply honor him with everything you have. Your time, everything. 
Just watch him work. He says, try me now at this. Just try me now at this. Do it. Oh, hallelujah. Who needs healing in this place? Who needs to be prayed for for healing? Lift your hand.
God is good, amen? All right, praise God. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Wednesday night, John Bevere. We are on week number nine, I believe. If you haven't seen them before, come. You can glean something from them anyways, even if you miss some. Uh, is Jill, you can cut the recording. Jill, do you need to want to make an announcement for the care net? <laughs> 